Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Radiate Podcast. I'm Pastor Travis. I'm joined with our lead pastor, Pastor Brandon Goff. How are you doing today, Pastor? Hey, man. How are you? Doing well. Hey, listen, we're coming off the end of an amazing series for our church. Um, uh, We experienced 11 people uh, make a decision for Jesus over this series. 15 people were baptized. It was a powerful series. Come on now. We were diving into what it looks like to... um, to identify roots of the the deeper root of some symptoms that we kind of see in our everyday life. So let's just take a little bit of time to kind of recap that series. And uh, we have three questions. Let's dive in and see if this content is going to help us kind of look back to what we what we learned over the series, but also kind of help any new listener be able to identify some roots. It'll be good, man. It's a good conversation. It is. Absolutely. So we know we experience a lot of symptoms in our lives, a lot of everyday things that we go through, but we know that kind of leads to something greater. So Pastor, what are some ways, kind of looking back at everything that we studied over this past series, what are some ways that we can identify um, what an actual root is of an everyday symptom that we uh, experience? Yeah, uh, good question. First of all, let me say, I'm pumped about this, man. This is going to be good stuff as we uh, make this a recurring thing. So. Uh, and, and Pastor Travis is going to jump in and, and offer some thoughts here on this sure. whole thing too. But how do we identify the root of, of symptoms? I, I think you have to, it's just like anything else. Like you got to think about it like, uh, I guess the way I think about it is like going to the doctor, right? Mm-hmm. So symptoms are what sends you to the doctor. So a fever, um, you know, achy body, uh, whatever, you know, heart rate being off, uh, pain, whatever it is, right? And so you got to go and start diagnosing your symptoms. And so you got to know what symptoms you're actually dealing with. And you got to know what's an actual symptom and what's like just mismanagement of your life too. Like, sure. I think that's a big thing too, man. I think a lot of times we, we like, it's easy for us to blame something on the devil <laughs> or, yeah. or on somebody else, you know, when it's really just like, I missed my mortgage payment or, yeah. you know, I'm not managing my time well. So I think you got to know your symptoms, and then you got to you got to trace it back from there. So, for instance, a lot of times we can think anger is is a root. Anger is not really a root. Anger is the symptom of a root. So, anger is the fruit of something that, as we talked about in the in killing the root of bitterness, anger is the symptom of something that's really deeper down that you haven't let go of, and so then you have to start diving into well, what's making me so dang angry. Sure. Um, Rob Bell, before he kind of went off the theo- theological train uh, and did some things, but he, he had a great teaching on that. Um, Travis, he, he talked about how <clears throat> he used the example of like this. If you're driving down the road and you get angry at somebody, right, for cutting you off, chances are you were angry before that person ever got on the road. Absolutely. You were yeah. angry about something before you ever got on the road. It's just that one thing uncovered the anger in that moment. Sure. And it's easy to uh, to bleed on someone that has nothing to do with anything that you're dealing with. And so you got to start div- diving down. What, why am I so angry? Why am I so mad? Why am I so uh, uptight? Why, why am I so obsessed with, with perfection? You know, um, that's one that I've dealt with, if I'm going to be honest. One of the symptoms was uh, for, for, man, probably a large majority of my life uh, in ministry leadership. I was really obsessed with perfection. Like if it wasn't perfectly right and it ever failed, I I beat myself up pretty hard over that. But I had to figure out why am I like that? Like some people will go, well, that's just personality. Yeah. 
excellence is a, is a, is a practice, right? And it's a it's a habit. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry, y'all. Um, but you gotta also like go. This is unhealthy. You can't sure. you can't always just say this is a part of me. This is part of my personality because if you do that, then you never have a reason to grow. You never do anything different. And so for me, I had to get down and, and figure out that that I was always trying to earn somebody else's approval. And always trying to make some money. I, I never felt like I was good enough unless it was perfect. That's tough. Yeah, it, it, was, it was really hard. And it's really hard in ministry. And so I had to start diving down. Why? Where, where did I trace that back to? Yeah. And I started tracing it back to when I was a kid. Um, just some things like nobody ever really did anything traumatic to me. But it's just built up over time uh, of certain things. For instance, like things people would say, um, you know, I, I never, I wasn't the greatest student, so uh, that you know, you always feel shame in that. You, I wasn't a starter on basketball or baseball, and you know that stuff starts to wear on you. And yeah. comments that are made by adults, even you know, people that love you. And so I started tracing a lot of that back and started learning. I'm not looking for anybody's approval. I'm a son of God, and so I'm already approved and appointed. And so you got to go down. So the way you do that is you look at your symptoms and then you just start tracing it back over time. And so I don't know about you. I don't, yeah. I don't know if you've dealt with some in the past that you've had to diagnose as well, but where, where it started to break for me in that specific instance, anger and, and perfection and stuff was, um, a friend of mine told me one time, he said, he said, Brandon, he said, you got some, some things you got to work out. Sure. There's some deeper things going on. And you just need to ask and pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray to the Holy Spirit that He would reveal some of those things to you so you can deal with them. And uh, I remember I, I did that for about three weeks, man, just every night. Just And then one night I was laying there in bed, and it just came flooding in. And I just started crying in the bed about two years ago, a year and a half ago. And I woke my wife up, and uh, and I just told her, I said, it makes sense now. And we started talking through it. And... Uh, and that was a breaking point for me. Sure. So I don't know about you. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, there, you know, there's, there's something I'm kind of, it's weird. I kind of started studying it in, in, in a different context, but kind of applying it to the idea of, um, you know, polluted symptoms in our lives and, 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 and going back to the source of those things. Um, kind of, like I said, studying something in a totally different context. I learned recently that a bonsai tree, uh, only grows to a couple inches tall, but it lives 50 years yeah. over the span of its life. And the reason right. it only grows to the height it does is because early in its life, somebody cuts the taproot off of it. So oh, the wow. tree doesn't grow any larger. And then we look at the exact opposite of this little tiny tree. Uh, and I learned that the these giant redwoods and these sequoias that are all over, you know, the coastal redwoods yeah. and stuff on the West Coast. Dude, they're massive. They are. They it's are. ridiculous. The crazy thing is they actually have, they don't have a deep root system at all. They don't. Their roots run out. They run out and they connect. And they, they connect. Yeah. And so, you know, I think there's a little bit of a one-to-one parallel too to where, um, you know, we can, we can really see that it, it takes some time to trace a root. It does. Yeah. And that it can run a long ways and it may mm-hmm. take you a little while and you may realize, man, I've been, I've got a forest. My life's a forest living on top. That's good. Of this root system that is just... I'm seeing, you know, pollution and toxicity in all these areas of my life, but it's just ran so far into all these different avenues. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, one of the things I'm looking at right now is, is there some common um, root 
that may have crawled into a couple other areas of my life, and even worse, did it crawl into other individuals I'm connected yep. to? Yep. And uh, and, and I'm a big advocate for discipline, and, and I've really felt like that. Uh, looking back at my life, man, that may be uh, you know um, a lack of undiscipline. If, if I can get that root um, destroyed, I mm. think it would would relieve a lot of other areas of if my life's this metaphorical for us, but yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. I, I think that's the importance of diagnosing roots yeah. and, and is figuring out symptoms and tracing it back to a root because yeah. here's the thing, man, and, and I use this analogy in the me, in the messages and in the series is it's pointless to put a Band-Aid on a, on a yeah. gunshot wound. It's just pointless. It's not going to do anything, you know? And, and But that's what we do whenever we just treat symptoms and we never try to trace it back sure. to discipline, anger, perfection, whatever. You know, there's so many that we could go back to. We talked about them in the series and the truth is, is I, I love the redwoods analogy because our roots actually probably they, they should we should have a tap root running deep yeah. into Christ, um, but most of us only grow grow two inches tall in our faith because we're not tapped into Christ. Somebody's cut that that tap root out, and so we're not there. And then it's it's this uh, redwoods thing where where our roots with people really grow horizontal more than they do vertical. And so it does attach yeah. to other people and other things and other relationships. And so the toxicity of the root uh, spreads to other areas of our life. And if we don't diagnose that, if we don't get into the root of what's actually going on, not the symptom, not the symptom. I'm talking about the root, man. Like my marriage will be better when I kill a root of jealousy that I have. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like my my marriage is going to be, my kids are going to benefit when I'm not angry all the time, when I'm not this, when I'm not that, right? So when we kill roots, it actually helps other areas of our life because the roots are wrapped around sure. other roots in other areas. So it sounds like the takeaway, you know, to to um, identifying a root is to constantly, when, whenever you you feel like you're experiencing something that's, uh, you know, less than desired and you know it's not the, the potential and the capacity that you have inside you, continually drill down where did I learn this? Where did this come from? Is this stemming from something else? Yeah. And keep going layer to layer to layer till you find that one thing that you're like, man, I think this was the catalyst thing that went took me this entire trajectory. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're better when we do that. I, th- yeah. I think I think too often we're too sen- we're too surface. And cool. so yeah, you're you're absolutely right. We we got to get down. Ask the deeper questions. Sure. Ask the questions like, why do I feel like this? Why? Why do I feel uh, depressed? Why do I feel anxious? Why do I feel sad? Why do I feel mad? Why do I feel this? Why do I feel that? Why do I have this draw towards sexual tendencies that sure. uh, aren't healthy and aren't good? Well, there's sure. there's, there's a deeper root, and so yeah, the the, the simple answer uh, is you got to ask the deeper question. Roots grow deep. Yeah, you know, absolutely. roots are underground. But if we're always if we're always treating something above ground, we're never treating what's underground. And so we've got to ask the questions that get us underground. Yeah, absolutely. So once we find that route, you know, um, what do we do next? So uh, you kill it. I mean, you kill it. You, you figure out what that looks like. And in Matthew uh, 15, 13, it says this, uh, but he answered and said, some people were asking Jesus a question. He says, every plant which my heavenly father did not plant shall be uprooted. And, sure. and I love that scripture because... The truth is, is a lot of us are walking around, uh, you know, with roots that, that God never intended us to walk around with. And so the, the answer is right there in the words of Jesus, uproot it. You've yeah. got to allow God to uproot it. And so, dude, you, you got, but you got to be willing to go through a process too. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a vital, 
vital part of that. Too. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a process. It's not always it's not it's not always a, a one time shot. Like, hey, I'm gonna cut this root up and it's gonna be gone forever. Well, that's not always the case, right? Right. So you gotta you gotta you gotta go through the process. For instance, I, I was sharing this with you the other day. I'll share a, a very quick version of it. But as many of you know, I've gone through. I went through surgery in July and. It, it debilitated the use of my arm for for six weeks, and um, and then I got to the, the the physical therapist, and I still couldn't do so many things. I couldn't lift my arm, I couldn't move it, I couldn't do certain things, and so I've been going through physical therapy. And and just the other day, I went through it, and I've got finally range of motion, right? Like in certain movement that is impressive to the therapist, and that and that's an amazing thing, that's right? That's stuff. fun. That's that's like heck yeah, let's yeah. go. Um, but what people don't know is, is before that I was in the best shape that I've ever been in in my life. I was lifting more weights. I was running further. I was doing more. I was more active. I was all this stuff than I've ever been in my life in, in 34, 35 years of my life. So my point in that is, is it took one instance to kill everything that I had built up to that point. It took one thing, right? And that's that's the that's the key like that we have to remember is if we don't kill roots, then often one thing, one symptom, one, one surface decision. thing, one decision can kill everything we built. But here's the deal. It took one surgery that lasted two hours to kill all of that. However, it's now I'm going on on, on month three of recovery. Yeah. And I still can't get back in the gym. I can't. I, I can't play golf. I can't shoot the basketball. I can't lift. Um, I don't have the range of motion I did. But I'm further than I was. Sure. And so my point is, is if we don't kill the root, it can kill us. Sure. Number one, you got to know that. And number two is to get rid of the root. It's often a process, man. It's going to physical therapy is painful. Yeah. But going to physical spiritual therapy is painful. Like you've got to go through moments that are painful and hurtful and not fun and frustrating and bringing out things that you don't ever even want to talk about in order to get through that. And so, like, I'm at a place where I go to physical therapy today and I'm going to leave there and I'm going to be in pain. I already know I am, but it's because they're moving me to a place of healing yeah. and back to normal. And so, I want to. I just think people need to lean into the process. Yeah, absolutely. And and to speak to the process too, I think um, yeah, the last week of of the series where we looked at the uh, root of anxiety. I, I think one of the uh, stories you told um, in your message really probably kind of captures one of the best things we can do to go through the process. And, and that's the story of uh, you shared about um, uh, you know the, the Cherokee elder yeah. talking to a younger guy saying, hey, you got two wolves inside two wolves. you. Um, one of them essentially represents everything. Uh, toxic and uh, less than desired, and um, uh, and then the other represents you know potential and faith and, yeah. and all these things. And you know the one that wins is the one you feed, right? That's and right. I think we hear things all the time, and and we hear it in, in leadership discussions, and I think we hear it in that personal growth that hey, healthy things grow. Yeah, well, that's true, right? Yeah, and, and, sure. and and no one would disagree with that. Cancer cells grow too. I was about to say that unhealthy things grow too. They grow just as fast. Yeah, and if sometimes they grow faster. Weeds grow sure. faster than grass. Weeds, debt. I mean, can, yeah. I mean, there, there are horrible things that we experience in our lifetime that can grow just as, with little to no effort. That's right. Yep. And and, and and I think you're absolutely. You, you made a really great point when you were telling that story. That there's that we have to starve. Um, yeah. 
uh, we have to starve our distractions, we have to, to starve the um, opportunity uh, for those unhealthy things to grow and that root to continue to grow. Um, uh, Frederick the Great uh, said one time when he was talking about um, just military conquest, and Sun Tzu says the same thing in Art of War, um, man, if you can win uh, without fighting, mm. man, that's, that's the ideal. And the best way you can do that is just to starve that enemy to death. Yeah. And uh, I think there's power in starving distractions and feeding faith. I think that was a good part of the process that we talked about. That's a big part of it is to uproot it, you starve it. And, and in biblical times, you can read, and I'm not going to get into the, the specific wars, but you can read through wars and, and, yep. and things. And you and I were talking about this yesterday, that in biblical times, to win a war, what you did is you conquered the water source of the, yep. of the, of the army or of the land. And so what you would do is if you could cut off their access to the water— You'd literally just stand back. You may not shoot a single arrow. You may not charge a single gate. Sure. But you just stand back and wait on them to to literally surrender because they have no water. And that's how you won battles biblically in biblical times. And 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 so the deal is is like we've got to learn what to feed and what to starve, and we got to learn what to, what to allow to grow and what to allow to die. And 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 dying scares all of us. And so some of us are so accustomed to our root that we don't want to let it go, but you got to let it go to grow with God. Because as Matthew 15, 13 said, you know, like anything that is not planted by God needs to be uprooted. If it's not of God, that's the question you have to ask. If it's not of God, if it's not of his character, if it's not of who he is, if it's not of his purpose, if it's not of his promise, we have to allow that root to be uprooted yeah. and out of our lives to become more like him. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, I guess the, the messy part about this is is that uh, sometimes we can find a root um, that might be extremely painful to uproot or to kill once yeah. we identify it. Absolutely. Because I think we can all relate to some time in our life or maybe somebody very close to us who has experienced something um, that is debilitating yeah. to really try to uproot or something yeah. maybe they've lived in for the majority of their life. Mm -hmm. Do you want to speak to any anything that we can we can be sure of whenever we do find a route that's uh, seems kind of um, insurmountable? Yeah. So I go back to the last week of our Killing Roots series. You know the the root of anxiety, and I told the story of of Peter getting out of the boat, and in the midst of his anxiety, Jesus still reached his hand down and sure. and, and put him back in a place of safety. And so that's the one thing I'd say is. Um, Jesus is still there, even though it's painful, sure. even though it's tough. He's going to pick you up. He's going to help you. He he's he he loves you where you are, but just entirely too much to leave you there. Yeah. Um, but the the truth is is a lot of times what we can do is we will find a, a route that's hard for us to uproot that we don't want to talk about that we don't want anybody else to talk about. Sure. We don't want anybody to know about. You know what I'm saying? Like it gets hard and it's painful, and then we'll walk away from the root. Because after all, it's just too painful to deal with. And I just want to encourage somebody out there today that like if you're if you're trying to uproot a root and it's just painful and it's something that happened to you in the past and it hurts and it hurts to think about, it hurts to talk about, it hurts to walk through, um, don't run from it, but get help walking to it. And so maybe that looks like a counselor. Sure. Maybe that looks like a medical profession. Maybe that... Uh, definitely that looks like a life group or a church yeah. support system. Um, but find somebody or some someone uh, that can walk with you through that pain. Yeah. 
uh, all roots are painful, but some roots are more painful. And some of the more traumatic roots create deeper problems, which creates more toxic fruit. And so those are the ones we can't run from. Those are the ones yeah. we have to pull up. Yeah, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head with that for sure. And I was just thinking about a few things um, as, you were, as you were teaching. Um, it absolutely, you, you need to talk to somebody. I mean, yeah. our Bible tells us to, to confess our sins to one another. And, and I think one of the things that we can learn from that is, you know, hey, we need to be there for each other for the, the things that are less desired than we hope for in our yeah. lives. So some of those things can be painful, um, but there is power in uh, sharing and connecting with other people who can yeah. help walk you through that, That's whether right. they're professionals, like we talked about uh, in our last week, uh, whether they're professionals or whether they're just people in our network, in our circle. Mm-hmm. Paul says something in First Thessalonians, and I, I've been thinking about it a lot lately, and it's something that we talk about a lot with when we're uh, training up life group leaders. He says um, in First uh, Thessalonians, I want to say it's First Thessalonians 2, 8, you know, not only did we share the gospel with you, right, which is the greatest thing that we could share with anybody. Hey, there's hope past this lifetime and there's a greater hope that we can experience in this world and a, and, and a resurrection to come. Um, he said, not only did we share the gospel with you, but we shared our lives. Mm. That's as good. well, and I think you're absolutely right. It's very like powerful that. to get connected with people who can be there with you, and you can share um, in a in a comfortable setting, in a safe setting. You can share those things and get that support, and know that there are people, honestly, probably just like you. Absolutely. And, and one thing, and, and you know this from from being on our side of things, on, on on this side of the microphone, is that we hear stories all the time, and people probably don't know there are individuals they live next to, they go to church with, they yep. work with, they are, uh, you know, their kids play together, they're experiencing a lot of the same things and they could honestly come together and grow mm-hmm. with each other yeah. and uh, work through those things together. Well, we just got an email like that yesterday uh, from somebody that, that, man, through this series has, has uprooted a lot. And, and let, me, let me speak to something real quick, and, and it's kind of a, a hot-button topic. Most of, most of our listeners have probably heard about the story. But uh, Monday afternoon, there was, a, there was a pastor in California, a megachurch pastor. He, he ran a nonprofit for, for mental health. <clears throat> and uh, he took his own life uh, Monday evening after preaching a funeral of a, of a woman that took her own life. And, man, that thing's messed me up. It's tragic. And I don't know what he went through to get help or anything like that. But I know he was very vocal about his struggle. I know he was very open about his struggle. And so I just want to say this. I want, I want to kind of close it on this. And this has been a heavy kind of opening podcast, but this series yeah. has been kind of heavy. And sure. it's, it's been really good. But I want to close it on this that, man, listen, it doesn't matter the position somebody's in or what they look like. People are carrying stuff. I, I know people think because I'm a pastor and, and you're a pastor that – we don't deal with things, and we don't have stuff. We we do, we do, and and so does other people that whoever is listening. So do other people that you encounter every single day, and that's the importance of treating people with love. That's the importance of loving on people and taking care of yourself and taking care of them and and being there for each other. And so I would say that if it's too painful, man, the best thing you can do is seek help, seek help from others. And and you, while you were talking, Travis, and I thought about this because so many people after that guy took his own life, have come out and talked about how they talked to him and he talked to them about his struggles, right? I I think through Proverbs, Proverbs talks about wisdom. And Proverbs says that wisdom is hard to attain. 
It's like a woman fleeing. It's it's it, you know there's all these analogies of that, and then it says this statement in Proverbs. It says that wisdom is found in a multitude of counsel, and here's what that means: wisdom is found, and let me put it in layman's terms, in a multitude of conversations with advice, with professionals, with counselors, with people that can help you, with people that give you different perspectives, with people that give you different thought processes. There is nothing nothing to be ashamed of. Wisdom is found in a multitude of that. As long as it's healthy conversations, yep. as long as it's healthy conversations, because there's people that, that have ulterior motives, right, behind their conversations, have healthy conversations. Like, hey, I struggle with this. This is something I'm struggling with right now. Can we have this conversation? And I need your help. And so when it gets too rough, find a multitude of counsel. Find Absolutely. somebody in your life group, on your serving team, at your church, at work, find a counselor, find somebody. Please just make sure you're taking care of yourself and you're in relationship with people that are going to help take care of you too. Absolutely. So that, that's my thing for, for painful painful roots, man. Just just please be smart and, and be okay. And if you need help, please hear me today. If you need help, let us know and we will Absolutely. find you a counselor at Radiate Church. We will find you. Uh, if you need perf- you know medical help, we'll set you up yeah. an appointment at a doctor if we've got to, but you don't have to do this alone. That's a great, that's, that's a, a great point. Yeah. Please let us know if you need anything, but, uh, yeah. pastor, hey, thank man. you for your time. Uh, listeners, we hope this, uh, podcast has helped, um, just, uh, encourage your faith, help develop you. Uh, and, um, yeah, it's been, it's been an absolute pleasure. If God that's has spoke nice. something to you in this podcast, please, uh, let us know, like share it with your friends, your family, your neighbors, And uh, our our true hope that it is uh, helping equip you and empower you to live the life that God intends. That's it. And we're going to see you this Sunday. See you Sunday.